What's up, my good peoples? Welcome to the Be Transformed podcast, where we're talking about ideas that stimulate wholesome thinking into identity, purpose, vision, and action. My name is James Anderson, and today we're talking about how to assert your will upon 2021. 2021 is the year of your will. It's the year of hardwiring your vision to your action so that the things that you see in your mind, uh, the ideas that you commit to are then the things that you actually produce in life. They're the things you spend your time on. You know, I said in uh, 2019, at the end of 2019, I said 2020 is going to be the year of clear vision. That's not a big jump, right? I mean, 2020, it's clear eyesight. But it really was. For me, I got real clear on what my message was and how I was going to deliver that message. And then I created my first video training program called Jumpstart Your Life of Purpose. And uh, that's huge. But this year is a year of the will. It's, it's a year of not only seeing your potential, but activating it, not being satisfied with having a real good sense and belief of what you could do, but asserting your will so that what you could do is what you do, right? What you see in your mind is what you produce. This is a year of of proof. Let me prove it. Let me show it. I want to show what I'm capable of by what I do. And so the year of the will, right, is assert your will. If you tell somebody to be assertive, what are you saying, you know? Telling somebody to stand up straight. Don't get pushed around. Be extremely clear on what you're after, you know? Speak up. Move forward. Be bold, Right. To assert your will, again, is to hardwire that will to your vision. So the will, as defined by Google, is the faculty, which is a mental faculty, the faculty by which a person decides on and initiates action. Right. The will is your ability to choose, your your ability to make a decision, to pick a direction and stick with it. It's your ability to focus, to concentrate on one idea. As um, Bob Proctor talks about, it's your ability to hold one idea to the exclusion of all others. It, It says to control deliberately in order to exert yourself to do something or to restrain one's own impulses, right? Your ability to choose to accept or reject any idea. A deliberate or fixed desire or intention. The thing that one desires or ordains. The will. The will, right? It's a mental faculty. Mental faculties are, they're like muscles in which... They must be exercised to be developed. You know, growth is optional. 
Potential is something that we all have, but it's not an automatic thing uh, to realize it. Now, you could, you could be in a really great environment that draws out potential, and that would be awesome. And that's, I mean, technically, that's, that's what a family, that's the role of a family, is to draw out potential in children's right and train a child in the way they should go and they won't depart from it but you know as we get older and kind of slip into some patterns if you're not intentional about growth if you're not intentional about learning uh, expanding then it kind of doesn't happen because you know experience doesn't create growth, right? Because it was, it was John Maxwell. John, John Maxwell was talking about, it was something to that extent where it's like, it, it, it's not just experience as in like somebody, just because somebody's old means they're wise, right? Because it has to do with what you did. So as we have come to the end of 2020 and we, we have officially entered into 2021, years are really easy moments in life to consider what you've done, right? It's easy to come to the end of the year and kind of consider, uh, what have I done this year? Especially, you know, you get into some end of the year taxes and this and that, and you, you know, you look at w- what you made or, and what you did. It's an easy time to measure, to think about, all right, you know, what commitments did I make last year and how well did I do at following through on them? What did I accomplish that I set out to accomplish? What challenges did I overcome? You know, what, what, what new things did I establish? And so as we look to 2021, you know, 2021, I mean, a year, right? Let's just get real. A, a, a year, what is a year? A year is just a measurement of time. And, and the point of, of being able to measure time is to be able to kind of assess how far you've come or what you've done or what you created, right? You know, if you think about a road and uh, the speed limit, right? So it 60 miles per hour, that's a measurement of speed. So if you move at 60 miles per hour consistently for the entire hour, then in 60 minutes, you will have traveled 60 miles. It's a measurement, right? That measurement allows you to evaluate how far you've come. And so, you know, a year is just simply that it's a measurement. And it's, it's actually, it's like the total, it's the sum of smaller measurements. So when you think about like, what does it mean to actually have a successful year? Well, I think we got to break down what is success and how do you measure it? And then what is a year? And, you know, how would you measure having a successful year? So what is success? Well, Earl Nightingale in his program, Lead the Field, there's an audio program. You can get on iTunes for 25 bucks. I totally recommend it. Um, and what he said is, you know, success is the progressive realization of a goal or a worthy ideal. It's the progressive realization. So progressive meaning that you're 
you're constantly moving yourself towards that goal or that ideal, that vision, right? You're, you're constantly working towards accomplish, accomplishing it. And it's, it's the active process that's creating success, right? He, he's saying it's not so much the achievement, uh, but it's the constantly moving towards the achievement. Because he even gave the example of like, you know, if, if a college student is, you know, in the middle of classes, right? Like you're successful as you're continuing to work towards your goal. But as soon as you graduate, right, then essentially it's like you're not successful anymore until you set a new goal, a new aim, a new purpose. And hopefully, really, if you are in college, that's to lead you to somewhere else that you already have in mind. But it's the progressive realization of a worthy ideal, right? But that, that, that's like living on purpose. And, you know, in uh, the program Jumpstart Your Life of Purpose, we talk about how living on purpose is all about is having that vision, that uh, mission, that goal, that thing that you're working towards achieving. And what that does is, well, one, it's, it's intentional living. You're intentionally choosing what you're doing based upon your vision or your goal or whatever it is that you're trying to achieve. But it's, it's that thing that you're trying to achieve that then creates this environment where you, you find the need to grow, to develop, to become, right? So purpose is a, it's a fundamental principle of life. So success, true success, living in success is living on purpose. It's having really clear intentions of where you're going and what you're doing and then deliberately moving yourself in that direction. All right. So then how do you measure success? Now, this is beautiful, right? This is from Miles Monroe. And you, you, you can never, ever measure success, your success, compared to somebody else. That junk just doesn't work. You can't, you cannot accurately measure your potential, like what you have the capacity to do based upon um, comparing it to somebody else. There's big benefits in looking at people uh, in your industry, your sphere of influence, and seeing what are they doing, like the people who are efficient, the people who are really making things happen. Looking at them and being like, all right, you look at them compared to what you're doing and see, all right, well, how can I adjust? What are they doing that I'm not doing, right? Like you can look at that to activate some of your potential, but you can't, you can't do it to measure your, your potential. So Miles broke it down like this. He says, the only way that you can truly measure success is by comparing what you did to what you should have or could have done. The only way that you can accurately measure your success is to compare what you did to what you could have or should have done. He, tell, he tells this funny story. When he was younger, he, uh, after school, you know, he had taken a test, got the grade back, and he went to his mom. He, he gave her the paper, and he's like, hey, I got the highest grade in the class on this test. And she is not impressed at all. At all. 
She says, this does not prove that you're smart. This proves that everybody else is dumber than you. And it was up to that extent. But it's because he got a D. And he got the highest grade in the class. Well, just because you're on top, if you will, in, in this specific environment or certain environment, it's not, that doesn't, it's not, it's not a true depiction or reflection of your ability, right? Because he got a D. That, that's not, just because he got the highest class, uh, grade in the class doesn't truly accurately depict what he could do if he applied himself or understood what the topic was or whatever. And plus, you know, and so, you know, Miles goes on later in life and writes just a tremendous amount of books and audio recordings and does seminars and just dude becomes just massively effective. But the only way to measure success is looking at what you did compared to what you could have and should have done. And that's what 2021 is all about, right? It's, it's about establishing the will. It's about seeing what you're capable of, but then doing what is necessary, making the changes necessary of how you spend your time, how you spend your focus, you know, exercising creative thinking, right? Developing these muscles in order to create and achieve what it is that you can actually create and achieve. So, you know, then what, what makes a successful year? Well, a, a year is a sum total of smaller measurements, right? And a year is not the biggest measurement, but it's a measurement. And so a, a year is a, a sum total of smaller measurements, right? So what, what, what makes up a year? 12, you got 12 months in a year, you got uh, 52 weeks, you got 365 days, you got some hours, you got some minutes, and you got some seconds. A year is the sum total of these smaller measurements. So to have a successful year, it really starts off with the smallest measurement. Because ha having a successful year really starts out with having successful seconds. Having successful seconds leads to having successful minutes. I mean, that seems small, right? Like that, that's a small measurement for a second. Yeah, can you concentrate for a second? Can you concentrate for 60 seconds? Can you concentrate for 10 minutes on a single subject, on an idea? Can you concentrate long enough to cultivate it, to form it, to organize it, right? So, because successful minutes lead to successful hours. Successful hours lead to successful days. Successful days lead to successful weeks. Successful weeks lead to successful months. And you need successful months to have a successful year. But the, the thing about having a successful year is having a successful now. Because it, it's not so much about like, all right, what are we going to do next month? What are we going to do next week? What are we going to do tomorrow? What are we going to do later? No, what are we going to do right now to activate our potential? What are we going to do right now to move ourselves forward? What decision can we make right now to move our vision forward, to get closer to our objective? So a successful year is all about having successful moments, 
having a successful present, being in the present. 2021 is full of opportunity and potential, right? Uh, a new year, well, this is true really about any time of day in any time of year. But, you know, when we look at just because we're at the beginning of, of 2021, it's like this year is like a lump of clay, just full of potential, right? I mean, just it's it's just waiting to be shaped and molded. But if you don't pick it up and you don't start playing with it, if you don't start considering what this could be, what could you make this into? What could you learn how to create? What new things could you get into? If you don't take the time to consider, man, that thing's just going to sit there and it's going to be a lump and it's going to look <laughs> like it did last year. You got to take the time to pick it up, to pick up that lump of clay and start forming it. Start messing around with it. Like, what could you do? You start just thinking, what ifs? I mean, look, nobody's going to hold It's like there's, there's no... There's nothing but benefit that could come from this process. Just considering, taking the time to sit down and think, like, what could I do this year? What are the things that I always say, oh, you know, I could do, or that would be nice, or yeah, someday. It was, it was John Maxwell. I've been listening to a couple of his, uh, his programs. And he was just saying, good intentions are overrated, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, someday. Someday, I'm going to do that. Someday, someday. Oh, yeah, oh, that would be nice. One of these times, I'm going to do that. He's like, good intentions are overrated. What we need is good actions. Because good actions are the things that are going to produce new results. You could have any results you want. You just got to determine what it is that you want. And then you got to deliberately move yourself in that direction. And so you got to take the time to consider what could this be. Then you got to make a decision. At some point, right? You got to make a decision say, all right, this is what I'm after. This is what I'm doing. And then you have to create it. What do you want 2021 to be? Because if, if, you don't, if you don't choose what you want it to be, if you don't choose what you want to become, then you're going to become the byproduct of your environment. And you don't want to become, you don't, you don't want to leave your future up to chance. Like, well, you know, you know hopefully this will happen or this will just work or whatever. No, no, you want to be deliberate this is the whole thing about the will. The will is your ability to choose, to pick a direction, to initiate action, to really turn 2021 into kind of one of the most productive years you've ever had. You got to get really clear on what you want to accomplish. That's step one. Step one, you got to get some vision. You got to make a decision. What do you want to become? What do you want to do? Where do you want to go? What is your potential? What could you get done this year? What could you create? How far could you make it? You got to get clear. What do you want to do? Then you got to get your ideas organized, right? You got to formulate some kind of a plan on what it's going to take to accomplish what you want to do. And then you got you to take that plan. You got to put it into motion. Now, when you think about having like a successful year, the thing is, it's like a year seems like a, a, like a large chunk of time. And so it's easy to kind of put things off. And I was thinking about this analogy. I was thinking about, all right, so let's just say I buy 25 acres of woods, right, in the mountains, uncultivated, never lived on, just total beautiful plot of land. And I buy this property, and my intention is to build 
make it my home. All right, so I bought the property, and I've got this vision. And, you know, maybe I go out there, and I walk the land and hang out, and it's a good time. And, you know, but at the end of the year, I only cut down like three trees. Did I establish my vision or my intentions on that property? No. If, if somebody drove by, there was not enough work done for anybody to drive by and understand or be able to grasp what my vision was. And so what are the things that would cause me to kind of wander around and then have nothing to show for the entire year? Well, it's like one, like the fear of making decisions. Should I? Shouldn't I? Is that the right choice? Ooh, is that God's will? Ooh, I don't know. You know, because if we're looking at this property, it's like I got to carve out a driveway. I got to be able to get my car, my cars through this property. And then I got to pick a place. Where do I want my house to be? You know, do I want to, you know, where do I want to be close to the road? Or do I want to be further away from the road? You know, do I want that, that driveway to be windy so you can't see the road from the house? But you got to make decisions and indecision. Ugh, that junk will create procrastination hardcore. It creates confusion and it's just, it's gross. It's so gross. And it's, it's not fun. It's not fun to live in indecision. And so some of the fear is like, well, what if I make the wrong decision? <laughs> then at least you made a decision. I wrote an article a couple weeks ago uh, about decision versus indecision. And Bob Proctor talks about like kind of like the three levels of decision making. It's like the very best decision you could make is the right decision. The second best decision you could make is the wrong decision. And the absolute worst, most hideous, most disgusting thing you could ever do is not make a decision. When you think about the wrong decision being the second best decision, it doesn't seem so bad. Why would the wrong decision be the second best decision? Well, it's because by making decisions, it, you, you actually move. You start to move in a direction. It's only by moving that you can then assess if you're going in the right direction or not. So if you pick a direction, you start moving, you find out, oh, dang, I think I, think I need to adjust. All you have to do is make another decision. You already made one, bam, make another one. You're, 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 you already stepped your foot in. Come on, keep going. Just make another decision, course correct, and bam, you're on the move. But if you never make a decision, you don't go anywhere. You run around in circles. And then you, you get afraid to make decisions. That's just because fear marinates in time. It incubates. Time incubates fear. The more and more you procrastinate and count the cost over and over again, it's like, I don't know, should I, should I not? Just make a decision. So the fear of making a decision, indecision is a huge factor on why at the end of the year I would have only cut down three trees. Another one is just like losing sight of that vision. It's like, be like, yeah, I don't, you know, maybe I don't really need another home. Maybe I don't need to move. You know, it's just like that lack of resolve. And that's, that's what indecision does. It's, it's like it disintegrates <laughs> resolve. But quick decisions, acted on with speed, that stuff creates progress. That stuff cultivates resolve. And you need resolve. 
man, my gosh, do you need some resolve? Without resolve, your outside circumstances can, can start to seem like they have more power over you than you do. But that is never true. It's never the economy. It's never the virus. It's never this. It's never that. These things don't dictate who you are, what you do, or what you become. You do. You determine what you become by what you do. We are the sum total of the decisions that we've made up until this point. And we will become what we decide to become. It's important that you decide. It's important that you pick a direction. And it's important that you move in that direction. So let's just say, right, we got this property, 25 acres, beautiful property. Got some sweet river flowing through it. Come on, somebody. And all right, bam, the intention. What's my intention? Clear intention has got to be clear. You gots to have it clear. My clear intention is that I'm going to turn this bad boy into my home. I am going to assert my will upon this property and I am going to manifest, I'm going to impact this property with my vision. So I pick out the entrance for the driveway and bam, I start cutting down trees, go get a bulldozer and start pushing these things down, carving out this beautiful driveway. Then I pick the plot where I'm going to, where I'm going to Put my house. Maybe I'm like, I don't know. But I just pick a direction. Or I freaking call somebody who who actually surveys lands and says, all right, this would be the best spot, you know, to put your property. Do what you got to do. Get creative. And then I carve out that spot for my house. Well, if somebody comes passing by, drives by the road and sees the work being done, it's pretty obvious, right? Somebody could pass by and just be like, oh, somebody's, somebody bought that property and they're turning it into their home, right? It's like, oh, that is clearly a driveway. And that giant rectangle way back there, that's clearly a spot for a house. The work you do, right? If somebody passes by, they can see your vision. You don't even have to explain it to them because what you did clearly depicts what your intentions were. That's what this year is all about. It's about establishing your vision on 2021. This is a time to create resolve. It's a time to get real clear on who you are, why you are, where you're going, and what you're doing. Establish your vision. Stop asking this question, is this God's will? Is it not God's will? Get clear. Don't, this not does not need to take any more time. Make a decision. Pick a direction. Get clear on what you're doing. Create a clear plan on what you need to do to really establish this thing. What do you need to learn? You know, who can you hit up? Who do you know who could point you in the right directions or give you some insights into some of the things you need to learn? And then get after it. Get into it. Develop discipline. Develop focus and develop resolve. The fourth thing you got to do to really establish your will or your, your vision on this year is you got to add a new factor to the equation. You got to commit to something outside yourself to take excuses off the table. You know, when I had really started grabbing hold of the ideas and the information that became Be Transformed Seminar, 
I had to move from just thinking about it to then committing to sharing it. And so, you know, that looked like the group that I had at the time. I said, hey, you know, we're going we're gonna to take the next four meetings and we're going to talk about this content. By making a decision that one, I was going to do it, and two, by announcing it, I said, hey, you know, we're going to start doing this. I made a commitment outside of myself to the group, and that forced forward progress. It, it forced me to get my ideas organized in such a way that I'd be able to share them. And then later on, when I went outside my group to share this content some more, Again, it was the same thing. It was like, here's this cool idea connecting with it. But then at the same point, it's like, ooh, actually thinking about what you need to do to get this in front of other people, it can be, you know, it's a little uncomfortable. It's like it's the thing you always think about, but then you think about doing it and you're like, whoa, you know, it's, that's like, whoa, you know, I'd actually have to tell somebody <laughs> what my intentions are. But by telling somebody what my intentions are and getting a date set to be able to offer this class, it created that environment for action, right? Because then I was like, oh, I got to sell it. We're going to have it on this date. All right, we need to create some promotion materials. And then it's like, we, you know, you need to dial in the talk. And so, but by making that commitment outside myself, it took excuses off the table because it wasn't just an idea that I, you know, that I was just like, I committed to myself, I created an environment outside of myself that forced action. And I, this is a real big key, I think, to this year. What we're doing here at Be Transform is I'm, we're actually creating, it's in the oven, it's cooking. It's the, the BT Action Group. This group is going to be amazing. It's a three-month program that gets you hooked up with like-minded people who have vision, they have some direction, and they just, they want to get into a group that also has vision, also has direction, and then will hold each other accountable. The BT Action Group is based on four principles, order, movement, measurement, and accountability. So order. Order is about getting your ideas organized. Just getting real clear on what you want to do and then kind of getting organized into a plan of how are we actually going to accomplish this. And in this, this program, we focus on three months. Like, what could I really get done in three months? Here's my picture for this year. Here's my picture for your life, whatever it is, what, however far your vision goes. But it's like, all right, this year, what are we going to do this year? And then not only that, but what are we going to do? We zoom in closer. What are we going to do in, this, in these first three months to establish that vision? Step one is order. Getting those ideas, getting real clear on what you want to do, and then, and then breaking that down over the course of these next three months and, and making weekly action steps. Here's the things I need to do this week in order to accomplish this month's goal. Here's what I need to do this month to be able to accomplish my three months goal, right? Then we get into movement, right? Like you actually got to do these things and these things are necessary in order to accomplish the three month goals. And then there's daily measurement. This exercise of measurement is powerful because measurement, daily measurement constantly keeps you connected to your vision. 
right, in the Jumpstart Your Life of Purpose program, one of the things that can hinder you from taking action is losing sight of that vision, like losing connection, right? One day you're, you're hooked up, you're thinking about your ideas, your, your ideas are in order, you're picturing it, it's possible. Tomorrow you wake up, you get through like three quarters of the day and then something jogged your memory and you're like, holy cow, I totally forgot what my intentions were. <laughs> Super easy to do. But what this measurement does is it keeps you constantly connected because you have to answer the question every single day. What did I do today to move my vision forward? And you know, if you got too many days that have nothing written on there, that you're not staying connected or committed to your vision. And because you're doing that measurement, you can reconnect and hook back in. But this, this measurement, it, it causes you to continue to look at, all right, what, am I, what do I need to do? Because what I need to do today are, is the thing that's going to determine what I have at the end of the three months. And then it also has you looking at evaluating the quality of the tasks you're getting into, right? Versus like primary objectives versus secondary. Primary objectives are activities that move you closer to your vision. Whereas secondary activities are things that keep you busy, but do little, if anything, to move you forward. And it's just so this exercise of order, movement, and measurement, man, it, it, it develops the will. It develops your ability to concentrate, to focus, concentrate of thought. And then fourth, accountability. That's what the group is all about. The group's about getting together talking about where you're going, what are you doing, how are you doing, what do you need? You know, are you running into an obstacle and how can we help you move past it, right? This is a group of like-minded people who are moving in direction. And what this will do is it will create a foundation for the rest of the year, right? This framework is like, it's a regiment. It's an exercise program. The exercises produce the goals that you want. And so it, it, it's a way of developing discipline. Because, look, developing discipline, getting stronger, this is all a process. And this is the process. This is a process that will develop that strength, that will develop that concentration, and it will de develop decisiveness, decision-making. You'll learn how to organize your ideas through repetition, creating weekly plans, like the, the week before, you know, before you start your week, you create a plan of what you need to get done. So you're not just leaving the week up to chance. You're getting real deliberate and clear on what you need to do and what you need to accomplish. And so, you know, you can just even think about the potential of, of doing the first month. You know, just you're just kind of working it out. You're getting your sea legs, if you will. Well, as you, as you continue to develop in strength, each month will build off itself. We're you're able to get, maybe you're able to get a little more accomplished in the next month because you've developed your focus. You've developed your will muscle. And this just becomes, at the end of the three months, it just becomes the new standard or your new default setting, right? You know, they say you can, you can establish a habit in like 21 days. And for sure, but it, it's, it's pretty easy to slip back into your old habits because if you don't keep doing the things that got you to where you are, you'll slip back, right? So let's just say you want to lose 10 pounds. So you go through all the work, you diet, you get focused, you exercise, and you lose the 10 pounds. 
but if that was it, if that was as far as your vision went and you start and you're like, okay, bam, I did it. Now I can relax. You're, you'll end up slipping back into your old conditioning, your old paradigm where you, you start to slip back into the same foods and eat the same things. And, you know, bam, you gain back to 10 pounds because you have to continue to do the things that got you the results you want. And so in three months, that's really a, a, a time frame for establishment, for, for persevering and working through the desire to, to take a break, to take it easy. And you, you push forward and push in and you're like, okay, crap, I didn't do anything today. What's the easiest thing on my list that I could do right now to move me forward? I mean, something, something like that is powerful because you're choosing to deliberately move past your comfort zone and you're, you're making decisions based upon your vision and not how you feel or not how comfortable it is. You're just picking a direction and you're moving. You're not, you learn how to stop consulting how you quote unquote feel and you're only consulting your vision. What decisions did I make? And these are the things that are going to govern my activities. That's powerful, man. That's, that's somebody who's in control of their life. Self-control, right? The ability to control oneself. Just to be clear, it's the fruit of the Spirit. So this action group, man, this thing is going to be the jam dizzle. So if you're interested, you got to go to teambtransform.com. you got to go to the Contact Us page. Hit us up and say, bam, I want this group. I'm ready. This group's going to be $48. It's like 16 bucks a month. It's nothing. And it hooks you into a group of like-minded people who are committed, right? How do you know you're committed? It's where you spend your time and your money. You're committed to moving your vision forward. So be looking out for that. But make sure if you're interested, don't think about it. Just hit us up, contact us, and let us know that you're interested. But regardless... This year, man, it's, it's full of opportunity and it's full of potential. The potential that you realize, it's on you. If I buy that property and I only get three trees cut down, that's on me. It wasn't the government. It wasn't the, it wasn't the economy. It wasn't this. It wasn't that. It wasn't whatever. That's on me. What I do is on me. I'm responsible for my life and its outcomes. Let's get real clear on what we want to accomplish and then let's accomplish it and let's do it on purpose. My good peoples, thanks for hanging out. Until next time, peace.